We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. And welcome to Little Legends Podcast, episode number 35. I am your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Boop. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? It's been a, it's been a week full of uh, TFT and Valorant. I was going to say, it's, let's, if, we're, if we're waiting that in order, it's been a week full of Valorant playing and TFT news. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably I, for a lot of people listening too i'm sure I mean, i'm sure everyone who got a beta uh key during the mysterious drops of a uh, valorant definitely tried it out it's a tough wait, game what, but was, man. what what about it was mysterious i thought it was pretty straightforward how the drafts worked <laughs> oh it was um you had to type as much as possible and ask as many questions as possible on how to get a drop oh wait did people not know that you had to put exclamation point key in chat to do it <laughs> Um, one of my favorite things I saw was when someone was like, I know this isn't TFT related, but I think this is just a funny streamer thing. <laughs> um, I was in a, a moderately popular stream. There was like 800 people in it at the time. Mm -hmm. And someone just typed, oh my God, I just subscribed and got a key. Oh, yeah. And then like 15 <laughs> people ended up subscribing. <laughs> and then the streamer was like, what do I do? <laughs> like, do I refund them the money or do I keep the money? 
like yeah. what is the correct play here right and um it was just funny that whole situation like man people were ravenous oh when yeah it came to it but i have to say after playing some valorant it feels so good to play tft as like that like decompression like oh my yes. god i'm not you know hyper focused on this corner for right. like the last 45 seconds that i'm gonna miss right. my shots anyway true. i have so much more control Same. over my tft game that's true my so nice. my my aim in tft is just right it doesn't yeah, need to be better than it already is it's about at 98 percent. i still will get xp instead of reroll sometimes that is true but... i do i do that as well i i also but... am the slowest roll downer of all time that is and the worst scouter and the well. worst well i wouldn't say the worst scouter because that implies that i scout at all that implies <laughs> that there's at least some level of it which there isn't you can't be called a scout at that point right you're just exactly you're just vibing you're vibing with your board and and getting to know you know your units and learning their dances it's uh it's all it's all good yes that is true so we've got uh, as you may expect if you are uh you know, tuning into a Teamfight Tactics podcast, you're probably at least in tune with the news a little bit. But if you're not, well, have I got a treat for you because we not only have the 10.8 patch to talk about, we've also got the official word about TFT Sports. Nice. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like put the T and then give it like a little hook to make Is it start a, the E. Uh... Is that a portmanteau? Is that what that is? Gesundheit. Uh, am I offended? <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into all of that, of course, you know, we are a prediction esports podcast. P-R-W-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N on Spotify and iTunes. Make sure you're subscribing there. It does help us out a ton. Leave a review and that will make us all very, very happy. Um, bu -bu 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 -bu. Of course, guys know that we are doing game nights on Fridays. You can join the Discord, discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast if you want to play in the game nights. And if you want to watch, if you just want to watch and experience and, and get it all in, twitch.tv slash Giant Slayer TV on Fridays. And I am pleased, Boop and, and I are both pleased to say that we had our first week where we had two full lobbies from the get-go so cool finally like, happened i cannot express you know 16 people might not seem like a lot to you but for me yeah having two full lobbies and sometimes with more people just like hanging out right yeah uh, members came yeah in i was gonna say bemmy fl say, is a floater like he hello and yeah. Um, it's people are just chilling and we're all hanging out over our common love of TFT. And we're so excited that people are, you know, interested in playing with us and hanging yes. out with us. Um, though it is really funny. There have been some lobby one slash lobby two dynamics already. Uh, I would say, uh, engineered perhaps exclusively <laughs> by you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we got Kumbayad. <laughs> yeah it's the new like zoom bombing uh, you just go into someone's uh chat and sing kumbaya together and break discord uh, oh, boy. Which that like really did break it was just it, it sounded awful i gotta say it sounded <laughs> yeah, because, like, really bad 
and everyone is singing at like a different spot in the song at the same time which is like the, <laughs> so the for me, which was the best part because before we went up there i was like guys they're on stream they just got hosted <laughs> that's right? true we did yeah we need to do something to <laughs> we we've got to mess with them somehow and then it, it's actually really funny too because we were like um lobby two right and it's like we were like the cast system and so i was like i can't wait till there's a lobby three so we can feel superior over them and um uh, it it was like the the little rascals in a lobby it was so so funny and everyone's audio was was so loud and ear shattering and i don't know why that made it so much better for everybody poor tap out like one of the a, a, a new regular yeah uh to the game nights but man he definitely was uh, the antithesis person. Well, it was it was <laughs> hilarious. We, but... it, it, it was hilarious because uh, so uh, tap out has this like super deep voice, and like I've got like uh, I've got like I've got like kind of a deep no, voice. He's got he's got he comes after the kumbaya thing like a minute. We're like laughing, and then you guys go back, and he comes he comes back, and he's like, yeah, so. Uh... I just want I just want to point out that wasn't uh that wasn't my idea. Uh I just wanna I just wanted to let you guys know that. I'm like, I would put any amount of money down that that was Boop's idea. <laughs> and of course Six here figures. we are. Yeah. Yeah, um uh, and but but the, the, the lobby two spirit um took over and he built yeah. infiltrator talents on Malphite and got second. So yeah. I also want to talk about that when we talk about our weeks in okay. uh, TFT in a second, because well, it kind of blew my mind. We'll, we'll do that in just a second. I just wanted to say that uh, if that's the type of uh, zany wackiness that you are uh, intrigued by, discord.me slash little legends podcast is the place to go. Uh, it's it's a good time. I think at some point, if we get enough people, like we can break it down. We're like, if you really want to play competitively, like it's lobby this. I, maybe it probably yeah. would, it, it, if it needs to get like that, we will because some people just don't want to do wacky stuff. And I'm I'm more of the like, let's just do whatever. Um, but if we want to break it down, we can break it up into different lobbies. That's not that's not a problem. We'll figure. We'll just go with it. We'll see what we'll see what works. But. Yes, Boop, let's talk about what we did in our weeks, and I'll let you start, because you were chomping at the bit here. So, Tap Out had a brawler, uh, I think it was a brawler, Jinx comp, Mm -hmm. um, and then got Infiltrator Talons, I believe, on Kane. Uh And um, he, (laughs) because we were playing Wacky Game uh, at that time, and Mm -hmm. and just so everyone knows, Wacky Game is when you pick a unit, and you have to make that unit as their as your carry so Mm -hmm. everyone was building some weird stuff so i don't know how accurate this would be in a regular game but this really cool interaction happened so it was a tier three malphite jumped into the back corner and took the attention of one of the carries and like three other people um, to that malphite so malphite was tanking in the back corner yeah and then when misfortune ulted since malphite was they were all, all grouped up they were all grouped up in the corner from Mal- uh for misfortune's ultimate wow. to shred them apart he still lost but i don't think it was because of the malphite i actually right. think like it got to the point where we were all like wait a second 
you you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is this just funny or is this a thing? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like my like the Rabadons and Jarvan. I was just saying the, the, the AP right? AP Jarvan, yeah. But this was like or Attack Speed Soraka. But but what it would only work if it was uh, rank uh, tier three because the the health Malphite gets at that point is right. nuts. Yeah, you're like especially with brawler buff, and so um, he was just able just to tank four people's damage and yeah. all he needed to do was wait until misfortune ulted if he died before misfortune ulted it was over mm-hmm. but since he was so tanky so i think if you put like infiltrators and like uh warmogs and the titans on him like yeah he probably put on like sinjao yeah. or something like put infiltrator yeah. on sinjao yeah and so like the other cool thing was um is he actually puts out a good amount of damage too hmm. right it wasn't like a well, he gets the attack speed buff from infiltrator so. he gets the attack speed buff and he was putting out like third and fourth most amount of damage wow at that time so like there was a point where he jumped to the back right quarter and there's a stacked sona there yeah. and he just killed her wow like that that wow. quarter unit goes and turns and focuses yeah so it's kind of like the opposite it's kind of like a violt at that point yeah. in time then Right, so he goes and jumps to the corner, just like Vi would, and take aggro from that person. Huh. Um, Interesting. So I, I thought it was pretty cool, and <laughs> um, I think the way that the interaction between that misfortune and that malfight worked yeah. was I saw a, like a five-person misfortune ult go off, and just yeah. malfight just sitting there taking all that. Um, That's super interesting. Aggro. The like infiltrator tank. Yeah. Like, right. Huh exactly now, I, now i'm intrigued i know i know i really think and like memes aside rabbit on the Jarvan doesn't work um but i mean it does, it, it does it work does. it's just not yeah, good but this actually was something where like memes aside i think is worth ex- exploring yeah. a little bit more i mean um and so the the thing that comes to mind for me is Sin Jiao, right like because he's super tanky he's already like a damage dealer but he's like the slow and if you can, like, you already want him to aggro, but he's attacking, like, tanks in the front line. So, I don't know. It, it, it's super interesting. I'm I'm actually, like, I'm legitimately intrigued right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, you think infiltrator, you think assassin, and you think right. damage, right? Right. But when you kind of think about it as position, mm-hmm. as opposed to damage, and yeah. then you think about it as utility, mm-hmm. um, you're, and every character benefits from attack speed. Right. right. So it's right. not like it that's a yes, it would be better on someone else, but it's not like that that metric is wasted on someone right. like Malphite. Right. It's Zinzel. not like giving him mana, right? Yeah, exactly. Or putting like a rage blade on someone who, you know, doesn't need it. Right. Um, or uh or like a, a Rabadon on someone who doesn't have any AP. Mm-hmm. Right. It's uh it like totally worked. It was Hmm. so interesting and and you can move that malphite wherever you need to get that aggro going so you yeah, can it's actually like, like next level position zephyr it's fortune yeah. ultimate no one's playing right? around that by the way no no not at all i'm and i'm super and intrigued the, right now and and the other thing was is like these it, it forced the opponent to reposition because their carry kept attacking this malphite that wasn't dying so all right. of that dps was going on exactly who you wanted it to yeah and it wasn't like a guess like and the other thing about it since it's in the back line already it's already in a good spot once that unit dies if he does kill that unit to continue tanking the front line mm-hmm. right it's, yeah it's it's well, pretty it's interesting because like 
you normally it would be dueling all of its damage would just be on the enemy's front line which is like okay whatever you're never killing anything with the malphite it's just there to absorb but if it gets in the back line the damage that it's doing is actually relevant Mm -hmm. huh yeah my my gears are spinning right now maybe it's awful but i'm i'm curious i would love to hear like (laughs) what more thinks about that like i wonder if that's something because like this that's the type of thing that like that more would would try but he wouldn't tell people because it's like that's the type of thing you want people to figure out right like that's the cool thing you don't want to like do the patch rundown and be like okay guys play this comp this comp and this comp and uh-huh. let me tell you here's the secret comp you guys don't know about here it is it's like no you want you want the community yeah. to figure that out and try stuff i always wonder if like whenever they're like i swear to god guys this isn't the most powerful comp if right. they're like running numbers in-house and being like they have a comp there that they know is stronger, but they just can't say. I anything. I think a lot of right? times that there is because the one time, uh, the, the one time, the only reason uh that he said it was because they were changing it. But he was like, "Yeah, people are sleeping on, uh, on void on on void sorks right now. Like it's actually the most broken thing." And then like I joined a viewer game and immediately played it and got first. <laughs> And he was like, Blevins, are you did you just play the thing that I said was broken? And I just go smile and chat. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah. The hard part is you have to get infiltrator. Like the, the Right. Spot. It's not easy to, to replicate necessarily. No, but, but if you find yourself in that position, it might be okay to like pick up a tank right. and put put the infiltrator there, especially if you're running brawlers. Well, you can and... do that, or you can do the inverse and, like, uh, let's see, who would be the tankiest? Maybe, like, Shaco. Like, just put, like, Warmogs on just Fizz, like, not even Mech. Like, like put all... Ta- it's all about just, just taking aggro. Right. Like, how often do you see a Fizz in the game, but him not be a, a Mech? Like, how often have you... How many times have you seen Fizz jump? Like, Infiltrator <laughs> jump? <laughs> ask yourself that question because i don't know how many it is for me it's not a lot nope because he's almost always the last inf- he's all almost always the last piece that you need for mm-hmm. uh the mac and if you're running infiltrators you're almost always running the mac right so <laughs> interesting i'm i'm, I'm yeah. intrigued right now um what about you how was your week my week was good um again super uh i've been super f- Focused on Valorant um, from a playing side. Um, for those asking, still nothing to announce in regards to whether I am or am not doing a Valorant podcast. Uh, I've got nothing to announce there. Um, but uh, I've been having a lot of fun playing it. I wasn't sure if I was going to um, because I never, like, I always liked csgo but i would only play gun game in deathmatch like i never i think the number of actual like the bomb plant game or whatever you would call it in csgo i i think i've maybe played five total games of that ever like total um and never with a group so i just never i would just play gun game and deathmatch which are like my favorite things and obviously valorant right now doesn't have that so i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna like this game or not um but it's been a blast like i've played exclusively five stacks um with uh with friends and friends of friends which has just been great i i i imagine i would be having a lot of fun if i was playing five stacks with friends and friends of friends almost regardless of the game (laughs) But it's been a lot of fun, and I feel like I've 
in the last however many days it's been out, I feel like I've learned so much and I feel like so much better than I did on the first two days. Same. Um, I also I'm feel getting positive KDAs now. I am slowly getting more positive KDAs, uh, which is nice, or at least zeros, which I am. My win rate when I have a positive KDA, I believe still is 100%, uh, which just shows that I'm getting carried all the time. But uh, I'm fine with that. So, um, yeah, been having a lot of fun there. I have played some TFT, uh, not as much as I would have liked, um, but been, I mean, I've been playing Mac Infiltrators. I've played the Yasuo uh, Yi comp, colloquially referred to as the Bang Bros comp. Um, and if you're looking to find more about that comp, go to W. Now I'm not going to even make. I'm not even going to make that joke because someone might actually do it and uh, be mad at me for saying that. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's been it's 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 been good. I I am still really liking where uh, how set three has been going. Um, I personally like playing all of the galaxies lilac nico medium ledge i even like medium legends which a lot of people don't like i personally do like it i i find it fun i find it um uh it's different enough where like okay now i i know i just need to play a comp that gets to level nine and like i can three star more things and like that's fun for me um a lot of people don't seem to like it but Eh, whatever, I don't care. We're getting new ones too, so we'll be talking about those in a bit. And actually, let's just, let's just jump into it right now. Let's talk about some. Let's talk about some patch notes for ten point eight. We'll start it off as we always do by reading the intro. <laughs> Welcome, Mech Pilot. Pilots, it's patch 10.8, y'all. We've got some <laughs> stuff to talk about. <laughs> you, you were looking forward to that. Okay, sorry. I'm so happy. I it's, had a five o'clock coffee, and so like I'm, I'm see, wired. I opted now. out of the five o'clock coffee, so I'm not wired, but I still got my to heart, say. I can it's, actually like, feel my heart beating right that's now. That's so. probably not a good sign, but okay. Nope. Uh, okay. It's patch 10.8, y'all. We've got some stuff to talk about. First off. A brand new legendary champion, Zareth, is here, ready to cap off your Dark Star and Sorcerer comps. The late game carry drops, uh, late game carry drops meteors all over the battlefield, which get additional power from killing enemies. We're also adding two new galaxies: the Trade Sector and Super Dense. Trade Sector will give you the opportunity to reroll your shop once per round for free. In a Super Dense Galaxy, you'll get a free Force of Nature. At level five. In the land of balance adjustments, we're sticking to our theme of buffing the weak over nerfing the strong. The big highlights include buffs to underwhelming tier four champions, Wukong and Soraka, and nerfs to the super mech and Shaco. Let's get into it. So we've got some stuff. Boop, do you want to start? You want to talk about the galaxies oh. first? Uh yeah, let's let's talk about the galaxies. So uh trade sector you get a free reroll every every round uh seems good <laughs> for those addicts like me for the uh, addicts <laughs> and for any comp that wants to slow roll yeah slow rolling and um or if you just like rolling right sometimes you just get lucky and roll in all units you need right sure. and this will this this will help you do it and basically it's giving 
the way I kind of think about this is it's giving everyone two packs around mm-hmm. and how that's going to at like at least, right? right. And how that's gonna maybe cause hyper rolling or or uh, uh, other, yeah. other types of situations, right? Because if you it's just a free roll, right? So you get you get a, a lot you get more two looks. rolls each time, right? So the third one is going to be more economically feasible than mm-hmm. before. And so you might be able to roll more often with less um, cost on there. Right. And you can slow roll. And, you know, in a game, you, you just kind of want to see what options you have. Right. Right. And like maybe your first pack is five different units mm-hmm. or maybe your first pack is two Graveses and, <laughs> you right. know, and something else. You're not like, I don't. I don't really want to do this right now. Right. right? Um, and you just re-roll. And then sometimes that pack will have four graves second. And then you know what? The world is telling me to play pirates. Yeah. Um, or you get to, you're a lot more flexible in what you can do every single turn. And it's going to be really interesting how people deal with that extra economy that they technically have because they're not using that two gold at that point in time. Because think yeah. about all the times you're sitting at 38 gold. Because yeah. maybe you re-rolled a couple of times too many beforehand. Now you're going to be able to circumnavigate that a little bit more. Right. Um, and we're probably going to see a lot more uh, three-star units, is what I would assume. Um. Yes, because you're going to be able to slowly bank up your extra units over the course of rounds. I don't know if it's going to give you extra economy because you are going to be seeing more stuff. And I think you're going to be more likely to like buy more stuff. Because it's like, oh, I rolled. Oh, I saw yeah. that it's extra so grade. Like, okay. I think about re-rolling and never buying anything because what I need never shows up. But you're right. right. Like the actual buying of the units does so cost money. Your economy is probably not going to be better, but your the boards across uh, across the game are definitely going to be better. That's one thing. Early boards are going to be strong because people are going to be getting two stars much quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big thing. So when when streaking is going to be yeah tougher because there's going to be on average more people are going to be getting two stars than at than normal so unless you get a very very strong board you're less likely to yep you get six packs before the first pvp round right that is more than enough to two star a couple units um right or decide to push to you know the next level right you kind of see that happening so you could put more two stars in yeah Uh, really interesting this was it's so funny because none of us thought of this as a galaxy but is a very obvious one now that i right. read it right the, like affecting rules yeah. I, I i'm excited for this one the other um the other thing that this is going to do is and which is bad for me is it's going to massively reward scouting because if people are buying more because they're getting more they're hitting more of their two stars they're going to be maybe going for their three stars because they get those free rolls and they're slow rolling you're going to be you're going to be getting extra packs to get the stuff that you need and so so are your opponents but if you are going if the stuff that you need is not the same stuff that everyone else needs then your stuff's going to get rolled right in more often although that, actually that doesn't mm. that doesn't change but like they're going to be taking stuff out that they want and you're going to be getting so yeah, if you're, if you're open gonna... you are golden like if you're the only uh you know star guardian player you're going to be getting a lot more rolls to to get those especially like the star guardians the uh blade master comp the cybernetics comps like if you're one of the only players doing those um 
because they like get to a level and then they slow roll. They don't necessarily they don't necessarily hyper roll. I do think that this will lead you to want to hyper roll more. And it I might force totally you to hyper roll. It might force you to hyper roll more because if you're like playing, like if you are going something and someone else is going it, you might have to hyper roll early because they're going to get free every turn that goes by. They're going to be getting not just the, the base roll, but an extra one to, to, to take those units from you. So you might be forced to hyper roll more often. So I think it really it seems super straightforward and it is super straightforward, but I think it does add a lot of complexities to the game. And it's also just fun. Like you said, I just want to roll. I want to see more yeah, stuff. Yeah, rolling is like the best part of the game. Yes. At least for me. Right? <laughs> for me, as a degenerate Man, gambler, it is the most fun. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Don't ever take me to Vegas. Um, uh, uh, but the the other thing, it's so funny because you said complexity, but my mind actually went, this will be really friendly to beginners, too. Well, right? I, think it, because, I think it's both. Yeah, because their mistakes are going to be forgiven more often. Yes. Right? Because you can just re-roll the pack. And uh -huh. I think re-rolling too much is one of the biggest mistakes beginners make. Yes. It, I mean, honestly, that a lot of people make, not yes. just beginners. It is um, definitely a big, a big yeah, one. Yeah, so this is going to be a little bit more forgiving, uh -huh. but... You definitely brought up something that I didn't really think about is the fact that since you're rolling so much, the pools are going to be much smaller, much earlier, mm -hmm. and how that's going to make the tempo of the game, I think, faster, because when you upgrade the units, they do more damage, mm -hmm. right? So, um, um, didn't they? We'll, they don't know. We'll they changed that. Oh, no, they, they changed yeah, that. Yeah, they changed, they changed it. And then, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, but, but you are going to be losing. You're going to be losing by a wider margin and therefore going to be taking more damage if you're weak. Yeah. So lose streaking Overall, probably gets a little bit worse uh, unless you can lose streak by the narrowest of margins. But yeah, I, I think that's a very exciting one. And then super dense galaxy. Uh, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about this one. So it's level five, but then you'll have six units. So basically you're like three star two cost unit comps. Um, are going to be good because you're going to be you don't necessarily need to go to level six this will help powerful i think early game comps really well yeah right um comps that kind of you depend on developing a lead early on uh because you're going to peter out a little later uh for top four and so right. maybe that'll help but this one's a little interesting it kind of seems to me that they're like, okay, we've got to do something with force of nature, but yeah. how, are we, how well, are we going to do it? It's also like something like Star Guardians and Cybernetics, which are a essentially like you really just want the six, the six of it, Dark Stars. Mm -hmm. um, that helps because you can get it. You can get the space. Like getting the units themselves isn't necessarily the hardest part, especially for Star Guardians, because there's only one four cost. So you can get the space to put them all in much easier and you can get level to six. And then like Star Guardians generally wants to have seven units in, but doesn't need yeah. to be level seven in order to hit the yep. unit. Same unlike with uh, a yeah, celestial sniper. Yes. Cybernetics, you do actually need to hit eight because you actually need to hit the echo, which is not even possible to get at five um, or six. So um doesn't actually help cybernetics so uh scratch that one but it does help yeah celestial sniper it also helps um max dark, dark star it helps um and uh, uh star guardians as well so very interesting very yeah any of those reaches that don't necessarily need a five cost unit right will will benefit from this because mm -hmm. if you can land an early kale right you've already got your 
you know, two star Kaisa, yeah. then you can walk into a, a Valkyrie already at right. level five mm-hmm. or, or, or six, because I'm assuming most of the value you'll actually see at level six with seven units. But yeah. uh, like you said, uh, but in the end, you never know what you, you're going to roll into. And right. this again is going to give teams better synergies earlier on, which will then probably in, uh, decrease the game time, yep. which they've got to do. But I yes. think they're still a little too long, especially yes. for a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Um, the medium legends can go very long. Yes. If, if like, yep. if only I've, I've actually had a, cu- a couple of medium legends games go quicker than usual, but when two people are kind of dominating a lobby, those mm-hmm. two will kind of go at it for a really long time. And eventually you just kind of like get over the fact that your legend is so big. And right. you want to just get over to the next game. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think that this force of nature is going to potentially reward hyper rollers way more than the other ones. Because if you can get level three Caitlin, right, get right. to level five, put the force of nature in, put your gin in, um, and then true, you can also maybe put Ash in and get your three snipers in there. I don't know. Um, that's not min maxing, but basically, what I'm saying is you can roll knowing that when you get to level five you're really level six Mm -hmm. right Right. so for those comps if you want to three star those units uh early on this could be a really good potential to Mm. do that early um because you're given a little bit of leeway because you're getting a free level pretty much right yeah i think at the very least and what i've liked about all of these galaxies is like it keeps the same game even with the same units, and it get, but it gives you a completely different experience. Lilac Nebula yep. does not feel like the regular node galaxy. Uh, neither does Nikoverse, neither does Medium Legends, and I'm imagining neither are either of these. Um, and to me, personally, that's fun. That feels exciting. Yep. I haven't felt like, oh my god, I got not Lilac Nebula. Guess I guess this guess the integrity of this ranked game has been thrown. I personally haven't felt that yet. So, so um, I think you speak to another really, really great thing is what I like to kind of compare it to is you don't have to have a consistent medium for something to be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are events like the decathlon in the right. Olympics that, that's literally hurdles, the javelin, the hand totally different skill sets across a wide variety of subjects right right? so i think this is like a lesser version of that right or yeah it's closer to and and this is a game that's always rewarded consistency and so it's more so now right and 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 i that's why i think it still maintains that competitive integrity and yes adds to it because one certain players are going to be better on certain maps and Mm -hmm. the rng involved in getting the map can screw a player over but in the end it's testing all aspects of a tft player's mm. ability to look at the game yeah. and analyze which options are better than the others and that's why i like them so much just like you can't you can't play every map in valorant or you can't play every character in overwatch the same way right, right? in tft when you start with a lilac galaxy it's really easy to pick Jin up first right right but then you're like oh no i have nothing to like help this gin out right you know a little bit right and my gin needs items and and he's just kind of taking up space right now because i i speak on that from a personal experience (laughs) early level two gin yeah and uh i got fourth 
right? And yeah. I thought, oh, Jim's so good. Yep. And the Irelia is the one I should have gotten to. And identifying, oh, if I played a little differently, I could have gotten, you know, this, this, and that. Yep. But in these situations, you're it's kind of like when an English teacher gives you a prompt right it's up to you to decide what you write and right. i think that's what the most exciting thing is when yep. it comes to these galaxies and their competitive potential mm -hmm. i mean we see events like this in poker as well where it's like uh oh yeah totally they yeah have like oh you need to play you know five card stud hold them mm -hmm. omaha yep. raz uh that's one of my favorite ones uh, i don't remember how to play it but i remember it being one of my favorite ones because it's kind of wacky but um yeah. yeah it's like it's like yeah those are all i mean i mean for what it's worth maybe the, it's not the the greatest metaphor because that's not like the competitive format for um poker but mm -hmm. it is still played for high stakes and is yeah, competitive and in nature i don't know if they can do this but if it is competitive i think the in every lobby the first and last lobby should probably be normal at all times and yeah. then maybe the middle ones are always going to be a galaxy i, I think that would be interesting if it was like predictable like maps almost yeah where it was yeah like, exactly you need to have the skill set but you'll know that it's happening or yeah, like, like be able to practice them because it's like mm -hmm. if there's one like what if they're like if it was if when we'll we'll talk about the tft uh esports in uh after the break here but um like if there's what if there's like a galaxy that's like a one in a hundred chance to get it and then it pops up and like oh i've had i've i know how to play this one because i've played it because i played all these more games it's like yeah you want to reward people for playing the game but like i can't if it's just a if it's just a roll the dice and hope I get it and hope I get enough reps on it, it's like that's kind of from the competitive standpoint that kind of feels bad, right? But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But we have <laughs> yeah. I just think in the end, if it's like coming down to a tiebreaker map or something or like a map five, it should be a regular map and should yeah. be classic. But everything before that, I think, is up for consideration. Well, it's also kind of hype if it's like. Like from totally. a viewer perspective, it's like, and the last map's a lilac nebula. <laughs> That's how I cast, by the way. If you don't know, yep. oh my god! I'm, I mean, I cast uh, TFT like WWE, by the way. Um, hire me, right? Uh, let's talk about the new champion. Zareth is a uh, five star or five, sorry, five cost dark star sorcerer. Uh, I'll. I'm not going to go through all the stats on him. You can uh, check the link in the description for the patch notes um pretty high attack speed but his ability abysmal no it's not abysmal abyssal bombardment Zareth transforms summoning meteors to strike random foes in place of his normal attacks for six eight or 45 seconds depending on tier level meteors deal 300 400 2500 magic damage upon impact and if they kill their target all adjacent enemies take 150, 200, 1250 magic damage and are stunned for 1.5 seconds. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. And I think he shoots out meatballs when he when he ults. <laughs> oh my god, that would be such a good skin. Spaghetti at meatball Zareth. Oh, because even in League of Legends, he has like this straight laser beam. It could totally be Beast a noodle. Oh man. Right. Uh, I know right. I've I know I've shown multiple skills here, so <laughs> pick which which one you want me to focus on and hire me. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that he um, 
I mean, this is interesting because we already started to see a little bit of Lux get used as like a secondary or even like sometimes a primary carry for like six Dark Stars and Dark Star comps mm-hmm. um, or Dark Star like Sorcerer comps. So this is items work really well on her. Yeah, this is a like, well, e- this is a very clear like beat you over the head with it carry for both Sorcerers and Dark Star. So, yeah, which I think they needed. Yeah, I, I do like it. I mean, but I mean, even in like um, Star Guardian, like, yes, you, you pretty much are forced to stack the Syndra and have three star Syndra or else Star Guardians like meh. I mean, mm-hmm. you probably don't. I mean, this doesn't real. This is in the like, like part star, like Sorcerer Star Guardian, not Star Guardian Sorcerer, if that makes sense, like full sort, like six orcs. Um, yeah. It just is weird to like go Star Guardians and not have all six, but uh, Zareth will definitely help. Well, I think you usually have four. Like, is well, uh, depends on the build you go. Depends on how late you go. Um, it's just weird for me not have six Star Guardians for some reason, right? No, no, no so you get six Star Guardians. Guardians. I'm yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought you meant Sorks. Yes, yes. You usually uh, only go no, 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 no. Yeah. So yeah. six Star Star Guardians. What's really cool is that a lot of people for the sorcerers would put Lux in anyway. Right. And now you're the Star Guardian Dark Star combo is totally right. legitimate, more so than it was, right? So now you yeah. don't have to put in like a random Shaco, Shaco if yeah. you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can you can put the Shaco in until you get yours out. Exactly. Zareth, but definitely provides a little bit more flexibility for mm-hmm. that Star Guardian sorcerer combo. Yeah fits the 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 puzzle piece fits right in okay so that's that's gonna be fun that's exciting uh i like it it's it's very fun okay boop you want to go over some systems systems we're making it more difficult to purposely lost streak slash open fort as it will now risk being eliminated before stage four seven. Oh, that's so funny. I was already doing that. <laughs> uh, we still, <laughs> I didn't even need to open fort. We still <laughs> think lost streaking should still be a strategy and especially a fallback for unlucky early shop rolls or slow compositions, but they should be actively trying to lose by small margins rather than happily full on open forting. I haven't seen a ton of open forting. When Scara is one. the one that does that a lot. He was the one that came up with it i think i mean i certainly learned it from him uh (laughs) win and loss streaks are going from two three four one two three gold to two uh so uh two three uh loss streak is going to give you one gold Mm -hmm. four will give you two and a five now will give you three so you're gonna have to lose five times in a row to get max economy Mm -hmm. off that base damage per stage going from zero three four five ten fifteen twenty to zero zero one two five ten fifteen early game uh not going to be taking as much base damage mm-hmm. total damage based on the number of surviving units going to be changed as well from one two three four five six seven eight nine ten to two four six eight ten eleven so once you get to fifth level it goes up by one yep each time introduce new carousel variations keep an eye out Ooh, new carousel variations that's interesting um, I'm hoping it's not the all defensive item one coming back in more, but I'm interested to see what other ones there are because it's like I've seen pretty much all of the single item ones. I've seen all warmog's armors. I've seen like swords and tears. I'm interested to see. So I I will keep an eye out on that one. That's those are those are those can be fun. Well, I wonder if like one will be like all Morellos and red buff. 
Oh, that or, would be interesting. Um, something like Bloodthirster and Hextech. Yeah. Or like Deathcap and Morellos. That makes as sense. Like the only items. Uh, that's kind of like what I'm thinking. Yeah, though ones like that. Um, well, I guess it's similar to. I would. I. I think Hextech. Or sorry, I think Gunblades. Gunblades and Bloodthirsters make sense. I think Morellos and Red Buff combo makes sense. But like Morello and death cap is one that is almost i think because again we talked about it with the all defensive item one it's like you want to be able to play around what you're given right but like if you are committed to a physical damage comp and you get a morel like if you put playing the blade master comp and you get a morello that's like a useless item whereas the inverse is like if i'm playing a sorcerer comp that's the best item i could get and those two <laughs> things are very disparate and yeah. you're not able to really play around it because at some point you have to lock into a comp, right? Yep. So I'd love to see an all rapid fire cannon carousel. That would be that an interesting one. Yeah. Um, Cause I think you could do RFC slash hurricane. Um, yeah. Just fine. But I think that's kind of that. That's where I would assume they're going, right. um, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I hope it's like a mix between like, there can be a theme, but like do one for each type of like do yeah. one for AD, one for AP. I think is that's the, why Morello's red buff. Is yeah. So Morello's good. red buff would work. Death, death cap and death blade would be an interesting one. Oh yeah. Totally. That could be, that could be interesting. Okay. Um, they could do one where all actually, I think it already exists. I think I've seen it on stream where they're all, um, double items. So like two swords, two rods, two, vests mm. to um i think i've seen that before but um okay traits we've got new trait or uh new levels of traits we've got nine blade master which now is, uh which gives a hundred percent chance to proc nine dark star gives 45 attack damage and spell power uh six infiltrator gives 125 bonus attack speed six protector gives 45 percent max health shield nine rebels 350 shield and 15% damage per rebel. Eight sorcerer gives 125 uh, spell power to team. Um, those were all new. Celestial heal is going from 15, 30, 60% to 15, 40, 65%. Um, notably, that is different than what Mort um, did in his patch rundown. Um, he said it was going to be 75 and then between then which i think was sunday and now which is tuesday uh they dropped it back down so if you're going off of the patch rundown and you're listening to this now just be wary um cybernetic health and attack damage uh for six cybernetics is going from 880 down to 750 and 75 uh, the mech pilot super mech health is going from 100 percent of uh pilot's health to 1800 plus 50 percent of the pilot's health I'm assuming that's a nerf. Uh, and yes, the patch highlights confirms that, so I don't have to do math. Uh, mech pilots, uh, super mech damage is going from 400, 500, 600, 700, 915, 500, 5,000 to 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 1,200, 5,000. So a slight nerf to a couple of the levels, uh, levels there. The I think the most common stronger ones. Um, but not the early ones, which is nice. 
Mercenary has now added visualization to indicate purchased mercenary upgrades. That's a big thumbs up for me. Four uh, space pirate item drop chance has gone from 15 up to 20%. Uh, sorcerer spell power going from 204080 to 204580. So uh, four, uh, four sorks getting a buff there. Itty bitty one. Little, little, little tiny buff. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, so maybe we'll kind of do an overall thing afterwards. But Boop, you want to do these? Uh, do uh, do tier one and tier two champions? All right, <clears throat> tier one champions. <laughs> uh, Caitlin Ace in the hole damage, the dirtiest sounding name in uh, Ultimate League of Legends. Seven hundred, <laughs> one thousand, eighteen hundred, seven fifty, fifteen hundred, three thousand. So that's a five hundred damage buff on level two, yep. and a twelve hundred damage buff at level three. That's so big. Tier one. Yep. Yeah. Azaya Deadly Plumage. <laughs> That's a funny combo of words as well. <laughs> Attack speed buff, uh, 75%, 150 to 125, 150. Uh, so that uh, tier two getting buff. Zoe stun duration, two, two and a half, three to two, two and a half, four. And Zoe sleepy trouble bubble damage, 150 to 225, 400 to two, 400. Tier two champions, Annie extra armor going from 35 to 40. Annie galaxy shield blast shield. <laughs> 225, 300, 450. Uh, weird numbers here. 270 to 270, 360, 540. Wow, that, those are weird numbers. Yeah, th- th- those are very exact. Those uh, are there's probably a reason for that. Uh, they went from... Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Darius interesting. Mana, 0 to 70 to 0 to 60. Lucian Attack Damage going from 55 to 50. Thank goodness. Rakan Grand Entrance Targeting. Attack Target is going to furthest enemy within three hexes. Uh, the knockup is only going to hit one. Uh, Rakan Total Mana oh. now going from 50 to 100, but he's going to ult more often. Shen Health going from 700 to 800, and Shen Futures Refuge Dodge Duration, two and a half, three, four to two and a half, three, five. That's a pretty big nerf to Rakan, it seems. No longer AoE knockups. Seems well, pretty... it is within three hexes, so you can mess with that positioning and really target. Um, because a lot of people are setting up on that like front line, midline, backline right nah, now. That's so true. That's true. He can he can target the midline a little bit better, where a lot of people are putting their carries. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's yeah. definitely a little bit more flexibility, but that feels like a feels like a nerf for sure. Yeah, and in the uh, in the highlights graphic, it says adjustment. So. I guess that's yeah. a, that's well, the and also, technical term for burf. He he is taking a uh, buff on how much mana he uses for it. It's right. just a hundred now. Yeah. So he should be able to whip around the map a little bit easier. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but not AOE. Um, okay, tier three champions. Shaco attack damage is going from fifty-five down to fifty. Shaco's deceive damage, um, which is a percentage of attack damage, is going um, from. 250, 325, 400% to 300, 325, 350%. And Syndra's range is going from 660 to 890, which I'm assuming is just the whole map now. Um, I don't actually know what those units mean, but it's much bigger, so I'm assuming that is at least an, another hex. I, I don't know. Um, tier 4 champions, Fizz Health is going from 650 down to 600. Fizz Attack Speed is actually going up from 0.7 to 0.8. 
Jin's attack speed. Well, yes, Jinx's attack speed is going from 0.7 to 0.75. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. Massive. Uh, Soraka health is going from 650 to 700. Soraka wish healing is going from 350, 500, 2000 to uh, 375, 550, 20,000. Wow. Oh, so they're getting a full heal. <laughs> I mean, was 2000 not a full heal already? <laughs> um wukong i wonder if that's a typo it is not a typo what well, I mean, what's the difference between it could be two million it doesn't matter right it's not like they overheal um wukong cyclone damage is going from 250 450 2000 to 300 500 4 thousand uh so that is a, a lot of damage for uh a tier three wukong so go for it Velka's life form disintegration ray duration is going from 2.5 down to two seconds. And Velka's will now cast more effectively on a smaller group of units or, or more, if, sorry, more efficiently on smaller groups of units. So I'm wondering, it says it casts more efficiently on a smaller group of units. So is it going to like start uh, in one like start closer to one end and then move like in a better way. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Cause I don't know what that that's pretty vague. And then the other question is, um, the duration has gone down by 0.5 seconds. Does the speed of it has the speed of it go gone down? Like, or does it go faster in? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious because that we'll kind see. of changes a lot um but it does say that he got a nerf so i'm guessing it's bad um okay and then tier five champions aurelian souls health is going from 950 to 1100 and aurelian souls armor is going from 30 up to 35 a little bit of a revert on some nerfs he got uh, when rebels were very good makes sense so um high level i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I, I'm usually G fueled up right now, but I uh, have already been having trouble sleeping because I've ruined my sleep schedule because of Valorant. So I'm trying to not do that. <laughs> um, anything that jumps out to you as big in these hero changes? I think what jumps out to me is what they wanted to be big, which was Soraka, which they uh, put in their intro. Um, mm-hmm. the, the thing about Soraka is I, she's supposed to make the other Star Guardians a little tankier, technically, mm-hmm. right? Um, and give them enough time to get maybe a second cast off, and she's going to be more consistently able to actually do that. Mm-hmm. And 25 health is not anything to scoff at. An extra 50 health and then a full heal on the, yeah. on the last level. It should make um that a little bit better as well as mystics just a tad bit better too because there's going to be with those uh sorcerer buffs mystics mm-hmm. might be an option uh just to have kind of like they have been in the in the past with karma and soraka mm-hmm. um that definitely st- stuck out at me wukong it's nice to see getting some love because it's probably yes. the four star that no one three stars yep right uh lucian getting a nerf is great but what I really, really see is these tier one units. Because usually when you read that last number, right? Caitlin Ace in the whole damage going from 700, 1,000, 1,800 to 750, 1,500, 3,000. That's when we're talking about four cost or five cost units, right? That last right. number is usually unattainable. 
but for these very these are, uh, that, yeah for uh for caitlin especially it's it's super attainable mm-hmm. right so you're going to feel that buff um yeah the problem with caitlin is not necessarily the damage it's that she stops attacking when she does use mm-hmm. ace in the hole so you have to make sure that if ace in the hole goes off i think it should kill the unit right yeah. you're, you're giving up so much dps by having that ultimate right right it, it needs to weigh out the other side mm-hmm. so if it's going to be an auto kill at level three um i think that's great for for caitlin because everyone's dropping her in the sniper comp anyway yeah so this might give chrono snipers um mm-hmm. you can you can get uh the chrono sniper with caitlin and Jin instead of going celestial sniper yeah uh, with the gen, uh, some possibilities. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm thinking is these tier one buffs are going to be buffs you feel. Oh, absolutely. So, yep. I mean, you got it's a it's a fine line to walk because if you have them be too strong, then all of a sudden we get egg roll again, and a lot of people didn't like that. I thought it was all right, but a lot of people don't like it. So definitely uh, interesting. Overall, I think the biggest one for me, Rakan was kind of a big one because I think it is more of an it's, it's, it's a change but i don't think it's necessarily a good one i could be wrong for sure and then shaco getting a little bit of a tune down i think is really useful because it's gonna between shaco and the mech getting a little bit of a nerf like maybe just makes mech pilots not just the super best thing all the time so definitely uh I like a lot of these changes. I think it's going to shake things up. I have a gut feeling that Star Guardian Sorcerers is going to be even better than it already was, but I could be wrong. Um, We shall see. Okay. Items. Wait, did we just do item? No, we didn't. No, yeah. Items. Chalice of Favor now also grants mana to the holder. Uh, That seems like an oversight. (laughs) Really good. Well, it's already giving you a lot of mana, I know. But yeah, it's a it's, lot. Um, when you own the item, I feel like it should affect you. <laughs> right? Well, because it like creates the aura of mana, and it doesn't give it to you. I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, I think Crystal this Maiden is going to be really good. Crystal Maiden and Dota was kind of like that, where every auto attack gave her unit, uh, gave yeah. units around her mana. Yep. She didn't have any mana. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like that, but this now is going to make it a viable item on way more people. Yeah, I think it was already an all right item, and now I think this makes it a really, really good item, especially again for the aforementioned Star Guardian Sorcerers. Deathblade starting stacks going from two down to zero. This was an what it, I think it started as when they put the item in the game. Yep, um, it went from zero to three to two to back to zero. Yep, so we're back back where we started. Uh, Deathblade attack damage for stacks is going from fifteen up to thirty, so a change, a burf, I guess. Um, because once you get those stacks, you're going to be even stronger. It's going to be harder to get them originally. Uh, frozen heart, uh, attack damage slow, uh, is going from 40% up to 50%. Rapid fire cannon bonus range is going from 100% to 200%. So you're, wow, you're getting a, a big buff there. Rapid fire cannon now displays a visual beam on attack when increasing the range of low range champions. So now the melee champions get like a, a a laser with rapid fire cannon. That's pretty sweet. Yay! It's just a visual. I love. I love. I love visual upgrades like yeah, that. Just in general, they are great. Like little things like having the unit stance, like that. That, yeah. that just adds so much personality to the game. Yep. Shroud of stillness with is going from one hex to one point five hexes. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> Tier of the Goddess mana going from 20 down to 15. All completed items are adjusted accordingly. So every okay. single tier item is now worse. Uh, Zeke's Herald range is uh, uh, going from two hexes down to one hex. And the attack speed bonus for Zeke's Herald is going from 18% up to 30%. So it's going to provide a bigger attack speed bonus, but to fewer champs. So I think that's good because, I mean, people weren't really building Zeke's anyway. And and when you were, it was like a struggle to get value off of it. Now you can actually get a good amount of value off of it for the units you need it for. Yep. Um, because a lot of the times the other two units you didn't even really need yeah the you're just like I don't know, i'm like losing just money if i don't faster. do it Yay, yeah right so. right yeah and you'd have to like put them in a bad position to do that etc etc mm-hmm. so um all tier items getting nerfed uh, okay sure i mean i get it because there's a lot of like um uh you know sona or yeah uh and all these other like low mana champs that are you know mm-hmm. getting so much from like um or just like immediately casting from seraphs and and all these other um like low mana unit champions it's i get it but man that seems like a big nerf across the board for tier items yeah we'll see what what it means um for the the meta at large it definitely hurts any of those mana <laughs> users, mm-hmm. uh, especially since it's like an across the board nerf. But that kind of just goes to show how effective those items were just in mm-hmm. general and how they were overperforming other items. Yep. And when it comes to involving items in a game, you can't have dominant itemization like that. Right. And you want variety. And when mm-hmm. it's like, oh, sorcerer should get tears. Right. Right. But when other people are doing it uh, just for, you know, because it's a fine item, not really anything else. Yeah. uh, That's when you got to kind of look at it. Yeah. Okay. So the rest are bug fixes and some mobile changes. Um, You guys can take a look at those. The one thing I want to point out here is if you look at the mobile corner and uh, about two, four, six, seven down, it says the UFO sprite was getting a little uppity. So we removed its star levels and loadouts. Just want to point out here uh that's the wrong it's that's uh says a uh, little uppity so we removed it is star levels and loadouts uh just pointing that out and just wanted to uh just want to make that uh <laughs> clear and apparent uh that there's a typo in these uh patch notes. um but besides that you guys can take a look at those and uh i'm probably gonna get yelled at for that aren't i um or called out but regardless <laughs> <laughs> that's patch 10.8 let us know what you guys think about it and uh yeah <laughs> i um I had, I, I had to do it i i uh i like a lot of these changes uh I, yeah. I have to say consistently i've when i when i look at patch notes mm-hmm. for some games i play including league of legends proper yeah. i'm like Wait a second. Does Ergot <laughs> really need another buff? Or are people just not playing? <laughs> Does Ergot right? really need another skin? <laughs> yeah, because because I I lose against Ergot every time, and I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> I, I, and you're telling me that's a personal problem. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would have to say that the a lot of the changes I see in this game are always informed. 
mm-hmm. they they feel informed right. and they feel intentional and that mm-hmm. feels great and yeah. uh, you gotta give props I, I i love mort man no shill yeah. but kinda it's but a like, little bit of a shell yeah but a little bit of a shell it, it it's just awesome to to feel that way yeah right to mm-hmm. to to know too that if things i don't agree with are here that i'm capable of having a conversation with the person in charge and learning right. why it is fair or maybe learning why i was right yeah uh and and stuff like that and that's that's great that this team is like that. Even mm-hmm. even with some of the most vocal people in the community, they try their best to <laughs> yeah. um, continue having conversations, yep. and that's wonderful, man. Yeah, it is great. I don't. I'm trying to think if there was. I think there was maybe one or two instances where I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, and like a, I'm leaning towards not liking it. But I don't remember a time where we read the patch notes and was like, wow, this seems like a huge mistake. Granted, we're not game designers uh, <laughs> and balancers, but still, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe we're just. Oh, um, when they buffed NAR for the third time in a row. I think. Oh, the, yes, that, yes, 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 yes. Just put it on NAR. Yep. Yeah, yep. just put it on NAR, which ended up being true. You're right. <laughs> That's true. We did not agree with the NAR buff. The third. Yeah. We might not yeah. have even agree with the second one. Maybe we, I, I did because I love <laughs> NAR, but. And I miss NAR. I want like a. Is there is there like a mech NAR skin in League of Legends? So a lot. I remember I was watching Mort stream once, and apparently a lot of people said that they stopped playing because there weren't any Yordles. Like, there wasn't a Yordle comp anymore. <laughs> and I was like, good. <laughs> right? Good. Like, get I heard that, and I was Cretans like... filthy out of here. Yeah, get those to do the plebs uh, <laughs> out of my game. But, like, I totally understand, right? Um, I want Nar. I want more Nar. Nar is, Nar is um, an acceptable Yordle outside of TFT. Yeah. Um, I like NAR, but those are the notes. If you want to check check them out yourself, you can either find them on the website or check the link in the description. Let us know in the comments what you think about the what you think about these patch notes. Are they off? Are they bad? Are they good? What do you think? Let us know. Of course, you can talk about them in the Discord, discord.me slash little legends podcast. But we're gonna go on a quick break here, and when we return, we're gonna be talking about TFT Sports. We'll be right back. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and you'll receive a new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Welcome back from the break. Hope you enjoyed it. We are here again, back talking about the future of Teamfight Tactics competitive play. We got the announcement of Teamfight Tactics Galaxies Championship. I'm going to read through at least some of this really quickly here. So uh, this is brought to us by the LOL Esports staff on April the 13th in the year 2020. Today, we're excited to announce the first global TFT tournament for TFT, the Teamfight Tactics Galaxies Championship, and share additional details on our vision for TFT Esports. 
The Team Fight Tactics, uh, the Galaxy's Championship will showcase the highest level of play and feature competitors from all over the world battling for their part of a $200,000 prize. To support this, we're creating a clear path to the championship that will be globally accessible through both in-game ladder and online tournaments. Going forward, we plan to celebrate the conclusion of each set with a competitive global championship. We want to reward all of the players who dedicate their time to mastering TFT and provide a goal that exists beyond reaching the top of the ladder. So let's pause there. Uh, at a high level, huge thumbs up. Perhaps 200,000 thumbs up. <laughs> um, and... So at a high level, that's great. And then also a little note here at the conclusion of each set, there's going to be a global championship. So not, I mean, it's kind of, you can kind of in, uh, infer that, right? Um, but there's just saying outright, the conclusion of each set, we're going to have a global championship. And since we have a new set, what is it? Every four-ish months, we're going to have four global championships uh, a year, right? One yeah, quarter. I wonder, I, I would love to call, so one of my favorite things about tennis is they have four major tournaments too. They call them Grand Slams. Mm -hmm. And I know that's also a baseball term. Yeah. But I, and I, a I Denny's wanna, term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Uh, also, Denny's, if you want to uh, sponsor us, please, uh, Little Legends Podcast at yeah, gmail.com. We also um, have a deck ready for you. Uh, <laughs> Specifically, we've been waiting. For we've been waiting for the Denny sponsorship for um, a while. I, I would love for them to kind of like, uh, I know they're called the Galaxies Championship, but like uh, the majors or, or something like that. We got to get, get a little more stylized. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I but I mean, also the team fight tactics Galaxies Championship is a little vanilla, but it's also very clear what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Where? Well, it's going to it's going to be team fight tactics semicolon set championship will be probably right. each one. Um, but two hundred thousand dollar prize pool uh, four times a year is is nothing to scoff at. Yeah, I almost like I mean, couldn't it just be two hundred fifty thousand so that the on the year it's a million. I mean, so, no, love. I mean that's a lot of extra money. Obviously, that's, just to make it a round number, but that's an extra two hundred thousand. <laughs> um you know <laughs> just giving away literally <laughs> so well uh, <laughs> it's not my you. money uh yeah no uh yeah that's i mean what yeah what, we've been what, talking what? about incentive yes since episode one yes right and this is what that is yes it's right. going to be very hard to get there uh, and as it should be uh, in any professional environment, right? Uh, right. Gaming or sports environment. Uh, but in the end, this is going somewhere. And the fact they've already planned four events and they mm -hmm. know how the ladder is going to work. Uh, it seems like a lot of players did already know that this was happening uh, due to like, I knew we kind of thought about the, we knew about the ladder stuff because of K3's rant. Um, right a little while back uh but it's nice to see that it's actually happening it's happening exactly when we thought it would right after yeah. mobile comes out mm -hmm. a spectator client they're not going to announce something like this unless spec client is close right well they did they right? did allude to it was it in this article there or... wasn't i did i did see them alluding to i don't remember if it was this or if it was somewhere proximity else. to release being closer than further away yeah uh 
which is going to be great because once that spec client comes, I know a ton of local tournaments and local organizers that mm -hmm. are going to jump at the opportunity to run these things. Oh, yeah. Because um, one, a game like this, you can run like a 200 person tournament. Like that was right. like, the thing about Hearthstone was you can get like $5 for 200 people and that could be your prize pool. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think TFT can be very similar. And I, and another great thing about Hearthstone, especially like at its peak where like the Tavern Hero qualifiers where you just went to like a, a land center and if you won that tournament then you got a chance to make it into you know the right. proper yes. uh, circuit mm -hmm. and this allows all of that once we get the spectator mode which will be really really cool so there's going to be options i'm sure there are going to be wild cards and play-ins for the galaxy championships as well along with invites with the ladder mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways that they can do it and all of them are going to be i think all of them are great because it's here right we finally have yeah. incentive to grind you know i can't help but think of sphinx who's been grinding the ladder ever since we have met him and right. all he gets is just ladder cred mm -hmm. and he gets to be in the second lobby of giant slayer right like awesome that's great but now it's like it all matters right every right. single one of those lobbies matters now you're now going to incentivize innovation which is something that we talked about mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. right it's why are you going to innovate when you don't have to right right now you're really gonna have to start thinking about what is the best and how to beat the best because if someone's running that comp that comp better than you you're gonna have to figure out how to beat it to rise up in the ladder mm -hmm. right so and that counterplay is going to be really really cool I'm, I'm i'm so excited for just the first year competitive tft and of course we'll be covering a lot of it yeah hopefully fingers crossed in some type of official capacity <laughs> Um, but, Riot Games, uh, if you could email Little Legends Podcast, and you could, <laughs> we have, we a, have deck a deck. We have a deck, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> um, um, I've got some tape, uh, but yeah, this is great. In incentive, incentive, incentive. That's what we've needed since yes. set one, right? We needed something in set two, we never got it, and we're getting something big. It sounds like for set three. Mm -hmm. The only bummer is that there are some regions that aren't going to be represented. Um, and yeah. this is kind of like a dry run, but in the end, this is more than they probably ever expected that they right. pot like conceivably do and not make it like insane right? right like the fact that this is here for a game that they like reactively made to catch a mm -hmm. trend and it's maintained its popularity right. tenfold the fact that we have something and honestly while it did feel stale if you really think about the longevity of a game in an ecosystem it hasn't been that long and we have all this stuff to, right. to, to look forward to mm -hmm. and that's awesome yeah super awesome um i am uh so in terms of the regions i'm wondering like does your account need to be that region do you have to like prove that you're from that region or can like can you play if I'm uh, in NA, obviously I can play in the NA like qualifier tournaments. But can I make it an EU account and play on those as well? It's not because so, it's not like Hearthstone where like I would need to be grinding an account and having cards on that. I can just make a brand new account and play TFT just as well as anyone else on those. So yeah, that actually ended up being a problem in Overwatch, um, right? Because a lot of uh, Korean. Uh, players would go to like SEA mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. some of the smaller regions and just dominate. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that they definitely need to think about. But that would be a really big oversight because I think it should just be where you're 
region of maybe citizenship is yeah. or not citizenship, level origin but then that excludes like certain people and right I it don't excludes like that. it excludes people and then also like i f- see this as less of a like um i see it as less of a like uh like world cup or Olympics type of thing where it's like, I'm representing North America because I won the North American championship. It's like, no, this is just one of the qualifiers and I happen to win that one. And like for magic, it's like, we can bring tennis back into that. That's how it works. Right. right? Yes. uh, Serena Williams is from America, but in the end, yeah, she won the French grand Grand slam or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, and in Hearthstone, right. Um, you the the circuit will bring you to China sometimes, and a European yeah. player will. You go that. to whatever. You just go to whatever one. And I I, I but, think yeah, it's it's close. Because <laughs> like because well because like yes it's like okay well the Korea players might go to SEA and dominate that region, but like if the if that's the case, then we're saying that the SEA players are not as good, and that means that there's going to be some not as good of players that got into the qualifier or that got into the the championship because of where they are, not because of how good they are. I mean, yeah, the inverse and kind I think of we should at least either. give the SEA folks that is the, the the major region I think that is missing here. Yeah, um, the SEA folks in you know Australia uh to a chance to compete right because they could conceivably compete in the korean and japanese uh tournaments Mm -hmm. uh just based off of where they are um but i don't know man it's just like it it, it, it would suck to just be like ah stinks that i was born in australia and i love tft so much yeah just wait till the next set yeah right I, I hope they give them an opportunity if not i like understand it but it would still kind of suck for them i i kind of see it. if this was like the world cup or like something like that where it's like you're coming in and you're team america okay that makes sense but this is just like it just happens to be the north america final and it's going to take place in north america times that are convenient to that yeah, is and it, that's the only thing about north america that matters right is it like usa hockey or is it just um just where you are right honestly where, like, it's not where even you where you are it's day. like it's like this is the time the the, the actual time for the tournament is going to be based around weekend day times for north america that like and like anyone can play and if you want to be up at three in the morning your time go right ahead um but and then like you know the chinese qualifier is going to be at day weekend daytimes for that so like i think like without knowing more on it like just let anyone play whatever one they want it's just the times are based on like north team fight tactics north america final is just based on the time zones essentially yeah and Uh, i wonder um in terms of like broadcast capabilities if this is gonna kind of run like some other uh games like overwatch where they kind of give uh other production teams and other people opportunities to run these broadcasts for example like a company called broadcast gg ran uh south american contenders right so i wonder if there's gonna gonna be opportunities for (laughs) people like us to potentially cover japan and brazil and latin america because i have so I got my start in esports by covering Brazil and Latin America, and I have felt very connected to that region ever since then. Um, they adopted me, and I I love them, right? And they're the most passionate fans in the world, in my opinion. And you've never uh, been I to Buffalo, love... New York, sir. 
<laughs> and I would love to give these regions an opportunity to be highlighted, right? right? Because while Brazil, I think, has enough esports cred where people kind of know Brazilians in Counter Strike and other other games, it's every like mobile game system in Brazil, right? But yeah. like Latin America, uh, Argentina has some amazing esports organizations. Um, one Look of up Garena Free Fire. <laughs> one is called Isurus Gaming, which is a uh, which w- was uh, another team called Carmen. They were undefeated in Overwatch for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's so much talent all around the world that isn't highlighted, and I'm right. so excited to highlight specifically. It's funny because people don't think about this. Um, the fact that there's a Japan final is a really, really big deal. Yeah, the only reason why they can, are capable of having a regional there is because it's on mobile. Right. Um, and then. Latin America, Turkey, another really, you know, interesting region. Like yeah. I'm so that might not have ever gotten the opportunity to get any type of airtime. Now mm-hmm. people are gonna bid potentially on showing these players off. And not only are these gonna be the up and coming TFT players, the producers, the studios, and the casters will then yeah. be the ones next in line too. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show how much a competitive esports ecosystem doesn't just help the game. Right. It helps the community the entire ecosystem right. it's not just about the players are going to get incentive but it's also incentive to cover the game it's mm-hmm. also incentive to you know not just cover as a caster but cover as a journalist right, right. cover it as um someone else would cover overwatch League, right right it's always going to be niche this game will always be niche but in the end this you already feel it yeah. right the fact that it's here mm-hmm. you see just how many more opportunities there are yeah. and that's going to bring a lot more people into the game that might not necessarily have wanted to as a player well and i think the overarching message here boop is uh I'm riot available. games riot games <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for people to do the english rebroadcast yeah, uh send an request. email to a little Legends podcast at gmail.com we have a deck, have a deck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one i think actually might be true though we i think we actually do we we actually do i'm sorry denny's we don't actually have the denny's deck we actually might have the casting deck ready uh for actual real i, I would hope so i've been doing it for five years <laughs> i would hope i have some some proof <sighs> um just the uh the uh uh, the uh, uh, Jordan Peele sweating uh, gif. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so a, a quick rundown of the rest of this uh, article here. So the uh, Galaxies Championship will take place at the end of the set. We'll reveal in, in additional details regarding uh, timing later on this summer. 16 players from, the around the, from around the world will qualify through a region-specific system of ladders and tournaments to ensure that the best players from every region are represented. So that maybe leads us in one direction over the other, but we'll, I'm just going to wait and see. We've already talked about that part of the nauseam. Okay, for the uh, TFT-NA final. TFT-NA final will take place mid-August. Over two days where 16 qualified competitors will vie to be one of the two players representing North America at the TFT Galaxies Championship. We believe the competitive season for TFT Galaxies will lay the foundation upon which TFT Esports can grow in North America. The competitive season for the Galaxy set will consist of both ladder and organized play. We'll be using both methods to determine the 16 U.S. and or Canada, uh, Canadian players that will qualify for all uh, for the available 16 seats of the NA final. Ladder, starting the first week of May and ending the last week of July 
We'll be taking weekly snapshots of the ladder rankings with players earning points based on their rank. The top 10 point earners across all 12 weeks of competitive ladder, uh, uh, ladder weeks of competitive. Hold on. The top, <laughs> the top 10 point earners across all 12 weeks of competitive ladder. I think I see another typo here of competitive ladder play will earn a seat at the NA final. We'll share the ladder qualification later in April uh, or in late April organized play. This marks the launch of the beta of our circuit uh, circuit system in North. Why is there like a huge space there? Do you see that regardless of our beta uh, beta of our circuit system in North America. We plan to have a number of online tournaments starting in May where players fight to earn points to qualify for two potential seats in the NA final. Four additional seats will be available through the partner through partner qualification events that will take place in June and July. We'll share more information about these events before the end of the month, meaning April. While Team Fight Tactics is cross-platform on PC and mobile devices, qualification may be platform-specific at the discretion of the tournament orgers in our region. Um, in addition to the TFT Galaxies Championship, we're going to take steps to create more opportunities for the top TFT players to grow the broader competitive ecosystem. First, we'll be releasing the TFT uh, Community Competition Guidelines uh, next week to unlock organizers to create more opportunities for high-stakes competitive play. We're also, and this is important, we're also working on tools that will make it easier to broadcast and operate tournaments, and we'll hope to share details on the progress soon. There's a lot more yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Here it is. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All awesome stuff. Um, so one thing that I was actually going to rant about, but I forgot that they meant that they actually mentioned here um, was I absolutely hate how Hearthstone does their ladder qualifications. I think it feels awful. Um, it's like it only the literal last snapshot of the month matters for where your ranking is. And depending on where you fall, uh, you get points based on that. Now, <laughs> and if you bought the right cards, well, I mean, <laughs> see, I, I, feel less about that because i come from magic the gathering where it's like i need to i need to have a 300 deck to even play in the tournament so i i yeah. that doesn't bother me as much but it's probably an endemic problem but um i'm assuming that all the people at high level play have or already have everything so um but we obviously don't have that problem in tft um now that still kind of matters but they're taking weekly snapshots. So it's not like, okay, I ground out for a month and I like got top one. I got for I'm rank one ladder in uh I'm rank one in the, on the ladder in the first week. Guess I can't play anymore, you know, which just feels awful. Yeah. Uh, it, it, magic, magic, the gathering made systematic changes to their like ranking system years and years and years ago. Actually coming probably close to 10 years ago um, because they, they changed the way that like um, their competitive essentially points work because you would um, it was like hard ELO like chess ELO. So like if you have a higher ELO and you play against someone who has lower, you are gaining a fewer number of points when you beat them and they're gaining a bigger number of points if they get the upset. So, when you get to a certain threshold as a competitive player, you are essentially incentivized to not play because you are always 
risking losing way more than you would gain. Yeah. So you would just and resetting all that progress, resetting right? everything. Like, even though yeah, you're favored, it's like four four steps back, I'm not yeah. going to I'm not going to risk. Uh, I'm just using this for uh, for ease of math. I'm not going to risk ten points to be able to get one. Right, like that's just a bad bet to make. Uh, and and you're not you're not actually gaining anything. So this this feels a lot better. It's like you're incentivized to play at least the beginnings or the end of every week, right? Because there's a snapshot you want to get it. You want to get in and get high ranked uh, at the end of the week for the snapshot rather than like, well, what do you do if you're like top 25 first week in Hearthstone? Do you keep playing to try to get to top 10? And then if you lose and you're down to 500, like you just quit or do you sit on 25, see where you decay to, and then make a push in the last day? Like, well, I think there's an argument to, to know when to cash out, Uh right? That's part of understanding, but you're totally right. There's never be an incentivization to, in my opinion, to cash out. Because you want people to play as much as possible, and the fact that well, this is weekly um, is it means that every week um, you'll have another opportunity to might actually get more people to participate in yeah. trying to get number one and ladder, and might have a uh-huh. higher diversity of players uh-huh. because of how this is set up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be a reason why people haven't done it like this in the past. I'm sure we'll figure that out. I can't think of them right now, uh, but once those do come, I'm sure we'll talk like ad nauseum, like you like to say. Uh, yeah. at one time in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure I've um, said it a lot. About it, but as of right now, I think this is so awesome, and I hope people really appreciate the fact on how much we're being given yeah. based off of the history of development on this game and mm-hmm. how quickly this has gone. Yeah. While they've also been making LOR, Legends of Runeterra, Valorant yeah. is going like yeah. coming out, and I know there's been a lot of cross-team um yeah. work going on there mm-hmm. so it's not like everyone working on tft is only working on tft right i'm sure there is a core team that is but mm-hmm. a lot of those especially art people are probably working on a ton of different stuff yep. mm-hmm. and the fact that we are getting this now yes i think it was exacerbated the the whole staleness was exacerbated on the fact that there's nothing for set two um yeah. but remember this is a game that they didn't expect to be this big and right. they're giving us eight hundred thousand dollars worth of cash and prizes plus a weekly ladder plus um the qualification opportunities if mm-hmm. because ladder play and tournament play are so different you're actually giving both people an opportunity yes. to do something that, yep and um and we're gonna get to see the interaction of ladder versus tournament yes. play Uh, Because in every game, not just TFT, but every game, ladder players and professional players do very different things Yes, and to to varying degrees of success. And TFT is no different. And I'm really excited to see those two worlds uh, clash because in this game specifically, I think that is a little bit more interesting that kind of dynamic mm-hmm. between the two mm-hmm. than some other games and yep. I'm, I'm excited to I see agree. what ends up winning in the end is it going to be the big brain tournament players that understand that what's good on ladder is not going to be what people bring to tournaments right, right? kind of like um when back in the day at hearthstone when these three decks are good so you just brought the counters to the right. three most popular decks yeah right oh this person uh, everyone's bringing aggro decks i'm just going to bring three control decks yeah right I'm really excited to see if people are like if the tournament people are going in with that and be like, oh, everyone's running, you know, pretty aggressive early game comps. I'm just going to wait for the late game or something uh, and or how ladder players do it and see how much transitioning they do. Because some some of those right. ladder players transition like I feel like every other turn. 
Right. So well, um, yeah. that's really exciting for me. Yeah, I love the fact that, and again, maybe this is because I come from magic. I love the fact that we have the like the one-off event because, like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. If if I really wanted to qualify for this tournament, it's not going to be on ladder. I'm not going to put enough time into grinding the ladder, even if I have a really good win rate, which I mean I don't. But even if I did. I am not, I, as the, the esports boomer who's doing these podcasts, I'm not going to have enough time, even at a very high win rate, to do that. But I can take a, I can take a weekend. I can spike one of these events. And I've seen one of my favorite things. So I used to be, back in the day, for uh, at peak, my peak Magic the Gathering grinding, there was a group of us who were younger at the time. I know, I'm old now, but used to be young. Um, that were going to tournaments every week. We'd go to all the local. We do every local event. We would anything that happened within eight hours. We'd be driving to every weekend. Um, but then there were the old guard that were like the generation uh, in air quotes of magic players before us that like we knew about and like, you know, they had kids now they're getting older, which I mean, they're, they were actually probably younger than I am now, but uh, they, you know, they're getting, they're getting older and, they, but they would like, if there was a big event and it was like kind of close, like a, like a two hour trip, like they would go and they would do super well because these are like, these guys know how to play. They're really, really good. They just don't have the time or even want to put all these hours into like the, the newest thing. It's like, they have all this old legacy knowledge and they're super good and they come and they can just spike an event. Like I remember, and this is a little bit inside magic here, but there's a guy in Buffalo that everyone knew about, but he, he would never like, you'd never see him at tournaments. Cause he just doesn't go. There's a pretty big tournament relatively locally. It was a PTQ back when, back when PTQ pro tour qualifier just comes out of the woodwork borrows a deck from some friends and spikes the tournament because he's just the old school like good player knows how to play understands the game doesn't even need to know what the met like doesn't know what the meta game is is like reading card like his opponent's cards like in, in like round six when he's six uh, when he's five oh like these are the types of things that like you know the tournament grinder like isn't like you know they know all these things they're prepping all these things there's two types of players here and i think a lot of Magic players understand that type of player a lot, and like uh, physical card game players understand that. But that's something that I think we lost a lot of when we transitioned to digital card games with Hearthstone. Because like obviously there's no like now there's old guard Hearthstone players, but they never had that right. So I Ish. really like I think that we had still, that. I think there's one of the most one of the coolest things is just tournaments in general or just like a, a bevy of opportunities of storylines, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for yeah. example, we can even talk about Hearthstone in a positive light, VK Lion winning at BlizzCon. <laughs> no, we can't. Right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when she won at BlizzCon, yeah. she went through the open bracket, right? And the, like, Oh, I didn't actually know that. Um, and so like she... I, th- I might have lied just then, but there are I mean, stories I don't, like I don't that, know that, right? the, so, the opposite um, of that. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, they're... I'm pretty sure I'm right, but... Yeah. Um, the the or like we've seen that in TFT. Jay Shrita like, did that at yeah uh, at, exactly. Uh, um, 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 uh, Twitch Rivals. Twitch Con. Yeah, Twitch, yeah, Twitch and, Con. Yep. And so, 
what it does, it, just like the NCAA tournament, we, yes. like, if you're a, a, a basketball fan, you remember Florida Gulf Coast making it to the Sweet 16, yeah. right? You remember Wichita State making it to the Final Four, yes. right? It's like these teams that should never have been there, right? Right? Um, or, oh, man, remember Butler versus Duke? Um, <laughs> and, you know, Gordon Hayward, that shot looked like it was going in from yeah. half court, and it, and it didn't. But Butler is a school of, what, like 8,000 people? Yeah. Probably has 0.10% the budget of Duke. Right. Um, but they were in the finals together. And that yeah. only happens in tournaments. Right. And that's like, that's what I like about it. Yeah, it mm -hmm. gives opportunities for people. Yeah, but I'm in it for the stories and right. the upsets. We all love pulling for the underdog. And when you see someone with seeding 128 in like the final 16, who are you yeah. going to be rooting? Right. Well, you, right. Get, you get the best of both worlds, right? Because ladder yeah. is not going to facilitate that because it's just the grind. It's just yeah. consistency and it's just the grind. We're a tournament. It's like you, sometimes you just have a good day mm -hmm. and you and these, spike it. And some of these tournaments are going to be lands, I'm sure, at certain centers. And the fact that they're going to be there, they're going to have a better opportunity to perform in front of larger groups of people. Well, and it, there's definitely I don't like, know if they're going to be. They said online tournaments so this might be I, like I, i'm assuming that some of those online tournaments will be run um as lands uh for certain regions gotcha um it's possible yeah 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 yeah. and so like that kind of atmosphere is something that you can only get in that atmosphere mm -hmm. and um is i think worth traveling for if you have the means yeah and so i'm I'm just excited to see what happens because there's tournament play there's yeah. ladder play we've got it all like i made it to the semifinals of a Hearthstone tournament at rank 17. Yeah. Right? Like, I also uh, reverse swept a guy, and that was, like, one of the like, greatest achievements of my life uh, <laughs> at, at the time. More um, or less than beating one of the Marvel versus Capcom uh, developers of Shiva uh, yeah. Probably less, actually. Less than <laughs> um, but the, but, like, the moral of this, it, it was funny because, like, I remember he was, like, looking around, and my, my friend, who actually ended up winning, um, he was like, yeah, I think these people are going to be the final four. And he like purposely didn't point to me. <laughs> and he was the one that I reverse swept nice. and eliminated from the tournament. Cause I went through the losers bracket the whole time. Nice. And um, yeah. So like my individual experience like that to like go through the losers bracket mm -hmm. only happened because I signed up for a tournament and now right. I talk about that story. Yep. And that's going to be very different than the latter experience, but some people love that grind. Right. Yeah. And so it's the best for, of both for people worlds. like you know Crowin and Sphinx who love the grind on the ladder. They might focus their efforts on that. Other people right. might say, you know what, I'm going to gamble a little bit more, know these strategies and develop, and kind of put all everything into these these circuit points instead. Yeah. So I'm also wondering: is the weekly snapshot does the snapshot reset something? Like, is I have it? No idea. Well, I, uh, so I'm I'm thinking out loud here because one of the one of the so in I've run I've actually run a like league slash circuits type of event for Magic the Gathering uh many years ago in in a store where it was like uh you would at certain events like certain like big tier events at the store you would get like points towards this league and then the top 16 would have one tournament to play for a bunch of money essentially was what it was um and one which is a really cool thing people liked it it gets people coming to the store it gets people playing more of these events which is awesome etc cetera, etc cetera. there's buzz around it all that good stuff the one downside is um 
it obviously it rewards people who are playing more, which is what you want, but it also maybe not proportionally, but it inverse it 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 decentivizes people who are behind already. So it's like, mm-hmm. what if you just missed the first week? Well, if Crowen has played a hundred games in the first week, I'm exaggerating. I look at that score and it's like, oh wow, Crowen has 150 points right now. How many do I get to win? Six. Okay, guess I'm not playing at all because I can't I can't catch up to that, right? So I'm wondering, is it like the snapshot happens and then like maybe you have to be like diamond or something, and then like you reset back down. Like the the pro points or whatever resets back down every week. So it's like, yes, you I, I don't know. I'm just wondering because it's like it that's a that's a consideration. Maybe that maybe they don't um maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe that's what the tournaments are for, which I do like because it's like, oh well, I'm not gonna get the letter, but I can still win one of these tournaments if I want. You know, the uh mm-hmm. the the whole poker thing uh, it, hey, when it's a tournament, you just need a chip and a chair and you can still and you can win it all. Chris Moneymaker 2003, yeah. a chip and a chair, a banker from uh, I don't even remember where he's from, like Tennessee or something, Texas. I remember that. I, man, I, I totally remember that. Biggest pot in World Series of Poker history. Yeah. Um, the guy with the cowboy hat was like at the final table still. Like, Doyle Bronson? Going, yeah. Oh, oh, believe me. I was so into poker in those first years when um, it was on and, ESPN. And Annie Duke became the Annie first Duke. ever yeah, woman to win a bracelet. Um, yep. in a, in a Phil Helmuth, Daniel uh, Negreanu, <laughs> Phil Ivy. I love the Phil I, the Phil Ivy just like blank stare. And I know this isn't this doesn't really play out in podcast world, but the 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 YouTube viewers just. <laughs> Just the stare, just the the no, the no. I uh, love it. Dan Harrington, like this. Ah, oh, man, I I love poker. It's one of my favorite things. I got, I actually got really into poker, like uh, probably like four years ago. Um, but it sucks because I can't play legally in the U.S. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna get into that uh, argument or anything. We're talking about TFT here, and uh, well, we'll wrap it up here because I think we're both excited and and. Like we could probably talk for another three hours about this, but we're already yep. pushing two hours for this episode. So we're going to save some for future episodes as we get more information, which it looks like. I mean, they said before the end of the month, we've only got two more weeks in this month. So we're going to be getting some more information very soon on TFT Esports. But we'll cut it there and uh, we'll we'll talk more about this uh, in the coming weeks. Boop exciting times for tft man i'm we got we got there boop we finally got there where we can we we're gonna be seeing some tft esports for real for and whether you like it or not we will be covering it in some capacity yes. whether it be in a scuff stream or in a, an official capacity we're gonna do our best to show all of you exactly yes. what the tft competitive yes. community can yes. offer because yes. it's a lot and i'm i'm really excited just to be on this wave with all y'all we're yeah. about to crest and we gotta stand up on our surfboard soon but we're yes. all we're all getting ready the waves the waves are coming and that's the really waves exciting. are a coming boop where can people find you on the internet when you're not here talking about tft sports <laughs> Twitter.com slash Boopasaurus Rex at Boopasaurus Rex. Um, I might have like, I don't know. I've been sick for the last two and a half weeks. So we'll see when that stream comes online. 
<laughs> it's mythical at this point, <laughs> but it will be happening. So eventually yes. it'll be twitch.tv slash boob source run. Um, and uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we left is there's going to be a really awesome tournament uh, this yes. weekend. And um, I don't know if you saw, but a company called AFK Arena, we're unaffiliated. I'm doing this just as kind of like a, I want people to know about it thing. Yeah. Um, they're doing a charity event for COVID. So I kind of wanted to talk about that just for a second. So everyone here is a- aware of it. It's called Raise or Riot TFT Galaxy Stars. It's going to be a 10,000 uh, euro prize pool and it's going to be donated to a charity of the winner's choice uh there's going to be 32 streamers in about 10 countries and it's going to be on the 18th of april so in four days oh wow um it is partnered so they've they've definitely done their research uh uh, by soft giving and they're fundraising for cares coronavirus appeal uh the event will involve a best of three group stage where the top two from each group based on points will progress to a best of two finals between each group stage there'll be a five minute fundraising window in which we would like to invite all our viewers to donate and doing so will enter them into a giveaway prizes will include peripherals and a pc based on how much is raised the goal for the event is for participants to have fun and compete while simultaneously entertaining their viewers stuck at home and raising money to combat covid19 riot will be supporting the event and promoting it and it's going to be awesome for a good cause and a chance to win some pc peripherals is gonna be absolutely amazing this is also something that we would love to provide some coverage for uh just in general but razor riot tft galaxy stars um look it up on twitter afk arena is going to be the group that's going to give you the information and we'll update you guys on the discord on what this is but if you are capable it would be wonderful if you can um participate and donate and if not uh if you can't donate it'd be really great if you put your eyes on the stream so it gets a little bit of traction Mm -hmm. on the main page because this is for a great cause and we'd love for as much donations as possible because we're in a weird time right now yeah and this will help a lot of people um out of this weird and hectic time and uh i'm really excited for it yeah 32 streamers in 10 plus countries it's like it's an actual worldwide event it's gonna be awesome yeah we're going to be socially distanced together it's gonna be awesome uh, yeah, so definitely make sure you check that out. Uh, Boop, I'm sure you're going to be posting more details in the Discord. You can find discord.me slash Podcast. You can find me in that in that Discord server. You can also find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash the underscore Blevins. That's going to be it, guys and gals. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll see you guys next week, and we'll be talking more about team fight tactics. We'll see you then.